Jesse Allen here at the Farm Progress Show. Pleased to catch up now with Mary Kay Thatcher, Senior Manager, Government and Industry Relations with Syngenta. Mary Kay, it is a pleasure to sit down and talk with you. Hopefully you're enjoying the show so far. Very much. You know, it's just a pleasure to sit down sometimes when you come to these shows, right? (laughs) (laughs) No doubt. No doubt. Uh, And I'm sure, you know, the last couple of days you've been having a lot of conversations. You've been busy and, you know, maybe haven't had a chance to sit down because a lot of folks are, are here at the show talking to you about different things when it comes to ag policy and I mean, you know, where do we start? There's a lot going on in D.C., around the world right now when it comes to ag policy. I, I think, though, maybe top of mind, let's start with EPA stuff. There's a lot going on there right now. I think of the atrazine situation and, and so many more, just the regulatory environment. What are your thoughts on, on where things kind of currently stand with this uh, current administration and the EPA right now? Well, I think there are some troubling trends at EPA. You know, if we think back, whatever it's been now, 18 months when we had the uh, problem where they got they had 230 or 40 counties that they didn't want to allow people to do enlist or enlist duo on, and they ratcheted that back to maybe 100. But, you know, the way they ratcheted that back by, was by saying, you know, you're going to have to do some conservation mitigation practices if you want to do that. And then now you jump to atrazine 18 months later, And they're saying the same thing, except you look at that map about who's going to be affected, and it's 70% of the corn growers and 70% of the sorghum producers. I mean, it's just a big blob right over the middle of the country. And these conservation mitigation practices are not cheap. I mean, one of the 12 options that a farmer can choose from is 100-foot buffer strips. You know, how do you sell that to a a landlord, you know? It's just, I think they put together a lot of things that where they really don't understand ag, they really don't understand how much that stuff costs, that just aren't going to work for farmers. Well, I wonder some of that initiative as well from EPA, you look at USDA and some of the climate smart initiatives there with the administration. I wonder how much of that is, you know, tied together, working together or correlating together. I mean, there's a lot of things going on there as well, which some of it sounds like it's a good deal, but I wonder uh, some of it, you know, realistically, what are we looking at with some of that? Well, you know, Secretary Vilsack just announced yesterday, I think the first three or four projects that he would undertake with uh, the billion dollars in in funding that he offered. And, you know, (laughs) $20 $20 billion worth of projects uh, applied for that $1 billion. So obviously there's a lot of interest. But I think what Secretary Vilsack is doing is more of the carrot approach to, hey, you know, let's see what we can put out there. Let's see what would really work for farmers. Let's do these pilot programs. So those, I think, are very well accepted. What EPA is doing is, I think, more just ratcheting down tools that farmers really need. And, you know, in some cases, I think they are somewhat in collaboration with the courts. In other cases, I think the enviros are smart enough to take it to the Ninth District Court in California where agriculture loses everything. Um, But, you know, some of these court rulings are going to be really hard to deal with. One of them in particular, the whole glyphosate thing, is really an issue about is it... um, is it going to be the states that regulate pesticides or the federal government? And, you know, we could easily have 50 different labels that have to be applied for every pesticide. It would be horrible. Uh, that could just be, I mean, detrimentally just just huge for, for not only the industry, but just farmers in general. And uh, that's a lot of things we have to watch there for sure. I think as well, when we look in D.C. and we look at, uh, at the administration right now and, you know, the changes from administration to administration, obviously we see a lot of these changes. And we also see a lot going on with the farm bill discussions now. We're getting ready to write that. 
we know a farm bill is not easy to write, obviously, because everyone wants a seat at the table. Everyone wants a voice. What are you hearing when it comes to this 2023 farm bill? What are some of the big concerns that we're watching for? I think the, the, the biggest concern for farmers right now is, you know, do we have enough funding in the current farm bill to provide an adequate safety net for farmers? And you really only have to look at high commodity prices for virtually every commodity and relatively low ARC or PLC prices or marketing loan prices. I mean, those commodity prices that have to come down a long ways. Um, but, you know, if you're going to put into place some uh, better safety net, a new safety net, it's going to cost money. And the question is going to be, uh, is that what agriculture is going to want to ask for? Uh, are there other things that are coming up? I mean, do we have the wherewithal? And then, of course, you have every time you have people saying, oh, split the farm programs off from the nutrition stuff and that $1.3 trillion cost won't look so big. But we could never pass another farm bill without the nutrition community. I mean, it truly is a coalition of nutrition and agriculture and conservation and rural development. And when we all hang together, we can get a bill done. But if we don't, you think about trying to pass it through a house uh, that has so many urban people in New York City and Seattle and Houston that truly think milk comes from the grocery store. And we don't have a chance. Yeah, a lot of things to watch for there. I can't, uh, can't let you go without talking trade, and we should look at that as well. I think uh, there's been a lot of talk about trade deals, lack of trade deals with the Biden administration, lack of getting certain people into positions at USTR, USDA, et cetera. So, I mean, you look at the trade environment right now. What, what are your thoughts with where things stand and, and, and kind of where we're going here as we work to the end of 2022? Well, you know, I think it's very sad that this administration is, you know, bumping up on being in place two years. And when we think about agriculture trade, there are two really critical uh, positions. Uh, one is the Undersecretary for Trade at USDA, which someone just got nominated for maybe six weeks ago and, you know, is not going to move forward in the next few weeks. And then the Ag Ambassador at USTR. And fortunately, they are going to have a, a hearing for him on the 7th of September. So that's coming up. But, you know, there are just so many things when you think about USTR that they have to think about. Then unless you have somebody there focusing on agriculture, you're going to be at a loss. So that's a problem. I think it's also a problem, and it is not just the Biden administration. It's back in the Trump administration, too. They just don't seem to have a desire to do what most farmers would think about as a comprehensive trade agreement. Are they willing to go out and say to countries, hey, quit smashing our GMOs, biotech is good, gene editing? Yeah, they're doing that, and that will be helpful but they're not willing to take on tariffs. And yet we got competitors all over the world that are cutting deals and cutting tariffs. And so our tariffs are gonna be higher and it's gonna be just that much harder for us to be able to export products. So we really need to get, uh, we need to get that taken care of. We need to get some good comprehensive trade agreements moving. And it's been a good 10 years since we really did that. A lot of things to consider. Mary Kay, before I let you go, any other final thoughts you'd like to share with me today? I just think the importance of, my gosh, get out to vote. You know, look at how these people are doing and how they will, their decisions will affect your farm, your livelihood, your personal life, etc. I mean, the number of farmers that can really make a difference is getting fewer and fewer. So those of us that are left have to really step up to the plate. Oh, with that, Mary Kay Thatcher with Syngenta. Appreciate some time here at Farm Progress Show. Great to talk with you and uh, look forward to talking again soon. You bet. Nice to talk to you.